And now, time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by Erner Berry. Erner Berry is heading to Boston for a Seafood Expo North America from March 10th through the 12th. Meet with Erner Berry's seafood market reporters and sales team at booth number 364. I'm Seafood News Senior Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erna Berry Senior Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. Now, our top story is that Lauren has some very exciting news. Am I allowed to share? I don't know, but I feel like you should. It's a big deal. I have been chosen <laughs> to participate in NFI's Future Leaders Program 2024. Woo! Finger snaps for Lauren. I'm I am so excited. So excited for you. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you remember where you're going this year? With with the We are going. We're going to Washington, D.C. We're going to Portland, Maine. We are going to Los Angeles, California, and Seattle, Washington. All right. I'm glad Seattle's on the list because we did the the safety gear. Um, yes. And, and that was an amazing experience that I hope to never have to actually use <laughs> in my life, but... I'm glad that you get to go to Seattle and do that. And I mean, there's just, I'm so excited for you because that Future Leaders was one of the most amazing experiences. So, And everyone that's been through the program has said the exact same sentiment and have only had great things to say about it. So, I mean, NFI, this bar is set way high for me. So very excited (laughs) for you. But moving on to our actual news, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of big news out of Alaska this week, uh, or last week rather. Um, OBI Seafoods confirmed on Wednesday that its Larson Bay plant on Kodiak Island will not be in operation for the 2024 salmon season. The company said that the decision stems from the poor pink salmon forecast that was issued by Alaska's Department of Fish and Game, as well as tough market conditions for salmon products in general. So the forecast for 2024 was released by ADF&G back in December and was predicted to be in the weak category for pinks with a point estimate of 8.8 million fish, uh, combining the wild stock predicted catch of 5.4 million pinks um, and the uh, hatchery harvest estimate of 3.4 million pinks. Uh, this compares to last year's pink landings of 24.74 million. So yeah, that's pretty that's pretty weak in comparison. Um, in Alaska, odd year pink salmon returns are much larger than even year pink runs. So while OBI Seafoods will not be operating the Larson Bay plants, the company did note that salmon caught on Kodiak Island by its fleet will still be processed at the facility it owns in Kodiak Town. The company does not expect the capacity to be an issue as it has two other facilities that are able to support Kodiak during the peak of the season in August. OBI CEO commented that the Kodiak Town plant operates year-round and has the ability to process salmon in a greater diversity of product forms, making it better suited to respond to salmon markets in 2024 as we navigate this challenging time for the industry. A small team will still be on site at the Larson Bay facility as it is close to the island's west side fishing grounds. Um, And OBI Seafoods also added that it has every intention to operate its Larson Bay facility again in the 2025 salmon season. Um, So Alaska's seafood industry has been hit hard. You know, OBI Seafoods is not the first company to announce a temporary closure at one of their plants. We previously, um, you know, uh, revealed that Peter Pan Seafoods had announced earlier this month that they would be closing their King Cove plant for the 2024 A season. That facility processes cod, whitefish, and crab. And the company said that they plan on reopening for the 2024 B season. 
Um, and then also you can't forget that in December, Trident Seafoods confirmed that they would be selling four of their shore-based plant uh, processing plants in Alaska. In other news out of Alaska, Keyport is throwing a lifeline to crab harvesters. The processor and supplier announced this week that it will take over the crab quota that was left stranded by Peter Pan. So like I just mentioned, <laughs> Peter Pan announced, uh, you know, last month that they uh, they would be closing their Kinko facility for the 2024 A season, but reopen for the 24 uh, B season. The company had said in a statement at the time that, you know, we did not come to this decision quickly or easily, adding that the current state of the seafood industry is tumultuous and has impacted many operators in the region. Um, so they said that they have, you know, worked through the issues as diligently as possible and explored possible options. Um, but the temporary step, they said, while difficult, is necessary to maintain their long-term commitment to the future of their business in Alaska. But now crab harvesters have a new option thanks to Keyport. Keyport CEO Mark Peterson said, we are eager to assist the fishermen and appreciate Peter Pan's cooperation in allowing us to assume management of the processing quota for the remainder of the season. The last few years have been challenging for crab harvesters, and with livelihoods at stake, we are glad to be able to help the industry adapt and to find an approach that supports the stewardship of the fishery, fleet, and coastal communities. As Keyport noted in their announcement, the crab rationalization program that was implemented in Alaska in the mid-2000s mandates that 90% of the harvester fishing quota must be matched to qualify processing facilities with processing quota. After the quotas are matched, fishermen are obligated to deliver their catch to processors holding the corresponding quota. And in our final story out of Alaska, Trident Seafoods listed its South Naknek Cannery for sale at $1 million. Lauren, should we chip in? I think we can start a GoFundMe and get pretty <laughs> decent traction. <laughs> uh, and um, as I'm sure you'll recall, late last year, Trident confirmed that they would be selling four of their Alaska plants, as well as trimming 10% of its workforce as part of the new company plan. The South Naknek facility was purchased by Trident in 1995 and has been listed on LandSearch.com for $1 million. The Naknek property, which sits on over 55 acres of land, is not an active processing plant. This past summer, it was being used for net storage, fishermen's laundry, cafeteria, and maintenance shop. The property listing says they are actively seeking someone community-minded to take possession of the property. So we'll have to see where that goes. But moving out of Alaska and into Canada, the Fish Food and Allied Workers, also known as FFAW, confirmed on Monday that they are having face-to-face -face price negotiations this week with members of the Association of Seafood Producers, or ASP, for the 2024 snow crab season. Negotiations fell apart in 2023, resulting in major delays to the start of the season in Newfoundland Labrador. However, there is hope that this year will be different following a review of the Standing Fish Price Setting Panel which is responsible for acting as an arbitration panel and setting fish prices when the parties are unable to agree. FFAW President Greg Preddy said that our union is looking forward to an intensive week of face-to-face -face bargaining and is hopeful a deal can be reached between the two parties so we can get this year's crab season started on time and on the right foot, but most importantly with a pricing deal that works for harvesters. So according to FFAW, harvesters are not set on the Blackwood formula for price setting, which was put out by the Fish Price Setting uh, Strategic Review Team. So that review team included an independent chair, um, in this case it was Glenn Blackwood, as well as rep representation from 
from the processor side, that was Gabe Gregory. And on the harvester side, it was Bill Broderick. Together, they identified elements as key to a formula, like reliable market index, exchange rate, and the average weekly earner berry market prices for five to eight ounce sections and weekly prices paid to harvesters. And of course, I just want to note here that Seafood News is an earner berry publication. The formula is negotiable by FFAW and ASP, and the two groups are now exchanging other formula offers. It's also important to note that FFAW members provided Preddy with a mandate to have a pricing formula in place prior to the start of the 2024 crab season. Time is ticking, so we'll see what happens. Exactly. Now, finally, I can't believe that we're heading into the Super Bowl next weekend. I don't know what just happened. But uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers are, are heading to the Super Bowl this year. The two teams are set to face off against each other in Las Vegas on Sunday, February 11th. And while there could be a debate as to whether people are turning uh, tuning in for the actual game or just, you know, Taylor Swift sightings, the National Retail Federation, or NR NRF, says that 200.5 million adults plan to watch. So according to the latest consumer spending data from NRF and Proper Insights and Analytics, 112.2 million people say that they plan on throwing or attending a Super Bowl party. Further, another 16.2 million plan on watching the big game at a bar or restaurant. And when it comes to total spending across food, drinks, apparel, decorations, and purchases, NRF says that those figures could reach a record $17.3 billion or $86.04 per person. Lauren, are you throwing a party? Are you going to a party? Are you staying home? Are you going to a restaurant? What are you doing? I will be home and probably arguing with my kids about who's got control of the remote because <laughs> I will be watching for the Taylor Swift sighting, tracking her plane from Japan, seeing if true love truly exists and she can make it there on time. <laughs> love it. <laughs> so this year, 80% of consumers say that they plan on purchasing food and beverages for the big game. This figure is pretty on par with the past few years, which had 79% of consumers spending their money on food and drinks in 2023 and 2022. But what exactly are consumers snacking on? Of course, chicken wings are a hot menu item for Super Bowl parties. It's estimated that 1.45 billion chicken wings are consumed during Super Bowl weekend last year. Recipes for dips like spinach and artichoke or buffalo chicken have also started trending over the past seven days. Google users have also been searching for what types of food that Kansas City and San Francisco are known for. While Kansas City is known for its barbecue, seafood actually has a win thanks to the 49ers. Searches for Chipino, a fish stew that originated in San Francisco, have been trending higher this week. I had some when I went to San Francisco in November, and it was mwah, magnifique. Oh, nice. <laughs> but another search trend that has popped up this week is Taylor Swift-themed food and Taylor Swift-themed Super Bowl party. I mean, this girl is everywhere. I mean, she was even, everybody was talking about her at the Global Seafood Market Conference. Shout out to James Berger and his wigs. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's everywhere. And I was trying to come up with, so, I mean, obviously it shouldn't be, too surprising as, you know, the pop star has been a staple at recent Chiefs games, Border boyfriend, um, tight end Travis Kelsey. He's so handsome. Um, and her attendance has been met with some controversy as football fans have ripped on how the cameras have been paying to her. Um, but there is no denying that the singer has increased NFL viewership this season. Especially, oh, 100%. Yeah, especially amongst females. And, and honestly, like, I'm, I'm not a football fan, but I like seeing what she's wearing and stuff. So I'm all in for it. 
Um, and many have piggybacked on the, the, the interest of Taylor Swift. Like we said, she was talking about a GSMC, but on the football side, um, with the Buffalo Bills catering team, they offered Swift themed food items when the Kansas City Chiefs played them on January 21st. And they had menu items like bad blood waffle fries. It was like half top with buffalo chicken and blue cheese and the other half with pork coleslaw and pickles and a karma quesadilla stuffed with chicken tenders and bacon. I really, I was trying to figure out how I could make a play on some of her songs, including seafood, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Did, oh, we could idea? though. We should, we should have, we should have been working on this all, all winter. <laughs> I had no idea that they would make it into, into the Super Bowl. So I know, I know we should have just prepped like they were, but we've, we've talked about this before. Like there was that when Taylor was at a game, she was eating like chicken fingers and like dipping it in like ranch sauce. And we're like, how do we get, you know, like fish sticks on her plate you know and I have people start talking about how she's eating fish sticks with you know whatever weird combo um you know so she has she has the powers we just got to find a way to get get some seafood onto her plate but like I said I thought it was pretty cool that that uh searches for Japino were trending um especially since you know San I mean Niners the seafood industry should just really rally around you belong with me and make up some kind of seafood oh, dish. I love that. Right? All right, guys. We've got hired. You're hired. Seven days to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on. Well, I will be uh I'm going over to one of my daughter's uh friends' houses. We're gonna have a party there. So I gotta figure out what seafood dish I'm bringing because of course I have to represent seafood there. So I'm thinking Maybe like a warm like, crab dip or something. Yeah, I'm thinking like a surimi crab dip. Um, maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe salmon hot dogs on a blanket. There you go. So I've I've got to I've got to flip through my recipe book and and see what would make a good good Super Bowl party snack. Plenty of options. Send us your go to seafood NFL Super Bowl recipes. <laughs> we want to know what you're making for the big game. And, uh, and yeah, and we'll see you back here next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <Thanks for listening. laughs>